single young blonde in peril. <laughs> I'm good. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. All right, welcome back, everyone, to You Can't Hide, the number one horror movie recap pod- podcast this side of Haddonfield. I'm your host, Evil Al, joined by my lovely co-host, Cam Counselor Ben. How are you doing today? Doing wonderful. And Calamity Cat, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for cutting off <laughs> Camp Counselor Ben. Oh no, it's it's okay. We it's a it's a funny joke. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, beautiful. So Ben, how are you doing today? Me, Final Girl Brie, how are you doing today? Awesome. That's good. That's great. Are you excited for this week's uh, this week's film? Yep, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Same. I love this movie. Um, we're on location in um, Woodsboro. Uh, Drew Barrymore is with us, uh, but she didn't. She's a little shy, so she didn't want to be on a uh, on tape. Um, so yeah, let's just get right into the movie. Speaking of Drew, this is her first film, I think. Um, this one was right before <laughs> ET. Uh, the movie starts with uh, the phone ringing, and Drew picks it up, and of course we are first introduced to Ghostface uh, with his creepy little uh, phone calls. That you know, he's just he's just playful. That's really all it is. I don't know, but like watching this, you know, now, I feel like she could have been smarter. (laughs) Like, yeah, I felt like there could have been a lot more things she could have done to save herself. Right. Well, she definitely could have like not burned the house down with that popcorn. (laughs) That Jiffy Pop. Yeah, that Jiffy (laughs) Pop was like, I don't get you. Like in a kill house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right before Ghostface calls her, she puts... One of those old, old-fashioned because I don't think anyone does, does it anymore. Um, like foil things of popcorn that pops itself on the stove, and then as the scene—it's like a 15-minute scene—it just continues burning <laughs> like on fire. <laughs> so that is exciting, and it just reminded me of a scary movie, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, like when this came out, it was like a big setup, right? Because this is like a very big star. And she's in the first part of the movie and you're not expecting everything that's going to happen, right? Like you yeah. do not, this has not been done before. It's not common to have your lead actress killed off in the first, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. So. Yeah. yeah. I know the first time I ever saw this movie, I had, I had always just seen the cover art for like the VHS or whatever. And it was, she's like the biggest face. So I was like, Oh, cool. Right away. We get to see uh, Drew Barrymore. And then I uh, know she gets uh, gutted. <laughs> the biggest thing i think that she could have done to save herself is call the police because he keeps saying the police won't get out here we're in the middle of the nowhere but then the scene goes on for another 10 15 minutes and i'm like well maybe the police could have been here by then (laughs) yeah man and and i'm not gonna like flirt with a stranger on the phone either but that's just me you know are into that yeah some people are into it when I was that age, I would have ended. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that really took a turn. When I was that age, I would have ended the phone call. <laughs> I was already jaded at 13 years old. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, if this is an iconic, very iconic uh, a horror scene. Um, but yeah, I feel like it became... People tried to like do this again and it just didn't work. This is the original and yeah, I don't think you can replicate anything like it. Yeah. 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 Scream was like very ahead of its time for everything. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. And it was just, you know, like the whole movie is just like kind of um, it's all in on the joke. You know, it's very meta, of course. So um, I think that that was, uh, you know, what, what gave it such a, an appeal yeah, I guess we should kind of discuss what actually uh, happens during the phone call. Um, <laughs> basically, Ghostface uh, just wants to ask what her favorite scary movie is. And then he plays a game with her and he makes her guess um, who the killer of Halloween is. And of course, she guesses Michael Myers. Um, and then the next one, he asks um, for, for her to spare her boyfriend's life, who's tied up in a chair outside. <laughs> Um, she says, who's the killer? He, he asks, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? And without hesitation, she says, Jason, it's Jason. Um, but of course, he's a sneaky, tricky little man. And it's actually, no, it's actually his mom, Pamela Voorhees, in the first movie. So he kills them both, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I think I would ace that, too. If I did stay on the phone long enough, 
Like this guy would have to have like a million questions for me. <laughs> yeah. What a twist that would have been if she had gotten it right and he just said, winner. And I'll go. <laughs> and, the movie, and the movie ends. like <laughs> That's the whole movie, just that. <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to make you scream. <laughs> Casey, uh, which is Drew Barrymore, gets chased around by Ghostface for a while. Her parents eventually uh, start pulling up to the house. She's trying to uh, escape, but of course um, she's not able to. And that's when her parents discover um, the, the boyfriend outside. And then the mom is sent away by the husband to, you know, try and escape and live. And that's when she opens the door. And at the front door is Casey's body hanging from a tree dead. And that was the, uh, that's just the intro of the movie. <laughs> It's definitely up there for me in terms of like openings of horror movies. I really yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah, it's very shocking the fact that she can hear her daughter like being like murdered on the phone mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, that was dark. The next day, we cut to the high school. Um, people seem to not really be that shaken up <laughs> by the murder. Uh, <laughs> not not even just today, but throughout the entire movie, as more and more people get killed, the kids are kind of just like hell yeah it's a badass i'm gonna go see like every There's time like someone in. dies i think that yeah. was a comment like definitely a comment in the movie like you know well we'll get to that but it it it, it seems to be a theme that they're talking about kind of the de- desensitized youth uh mm. and they're not yeah they're not taking it seriously yeah yeah so actually before i actually skipped the uh, intro to sydney and her uh, boyfriend Scotty, who creeps into her room, uh, which seems I didn't realize how many horror movies people be creeping into upstairs rooms. <laughs> but three movies I feel already in our eleven or twelve that we've covered have had people creeping into rooms. But the main point of this scene, I feel, is that her dad, or she kind of says that her dad is going to be out of town for the weekend, and I feel like that's kind of like an important plot point. Like we said. No. Oh wait, I just want to make a comment though, because like it's definitely a play on Nightmare on Elm Street, and this is the poor man's Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's Keith Ulrich, definitely. Yeah. Is. No, he. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. He's so that's a, that's what they did. Is they were trying to make a play on that. Now, now the hair makes total sense. I'm like, why is his hair familiar yet so shitty? And now I know why <laughs> it's Johnny Depp's hair. He's got that bad Johnny Depp wig. Keith Ulrich is way hotter now. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. And probably yeah. saner, right? Plot mm-hmm. twist. Yeah. See how that worked out. <laughs> At the high school, we're also introduced to Dewey um, because I guess like they just kind of are bringing people in to question them uh, throughout the day. And one, they eventually take in Sydney um, and they're like, yes, this will be really quick. And, and it's like literally 10 seconds. But we are introduced to Dewey, who's um, David Arquette. Yep. Yes, I couldn't remember his name <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back Sydney goes back home, and on a news report, we learned that her mom was murdered a year, just a year ago, and and because they're like, this is not the first time Woodsboro's been shaken by a murder, and then it's uh, her mom was raped and murdered. It was something we learned. So um, yeah, I guess that's maybe that's why she's the one person who's affected by this <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I guess like they, I guess they think you have to experience violence in order to feel sympathy and empathy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like... know. <laughs> Anyways, Sydney is waiting on her friend Tatum to pick her up when Ghostface, because she doesn't want to be alone, I guess, uh, which is fair. So someone was just murdered a year and after. Tatum, and Tatum is the little sister of David Arquette's character, Dewey. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tatum calls her and says she's going to go pick up a movie or something. I forgot, but <clears throat> she's like late, basically. And she hangs up and gets another phone call. And she's like, just hurry up already, Tatum. But that's, it's not Tatum, though. It's Ghostface. And she tries to call him out for not being there. And she goes outside, even though he says he's outside. And he's not out there. But when she goes back inside, that's when she gets attacked. <laughs> yeah. She's and again, like, rules. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an awesome house too like and there's so many ways to get in and out of her bedroom like yes he crawled like through the window but she's got a door right there i know Mm -hmm. she has a door and an outside staircase yeah so i was like why (laughs) does he go there there. (laughs) (laughs) because they make a point when she comes home to show her going up that outdoor staircase yep 
and this first um, first time she encounters Ghostface, she's saved by her room has like conveniently opening into each other doors right next to each other, so it's like impossible to get into her room. Um, so so Ghostface can't get in, and she tries to call the police, unlike uh, Drew Barrymore, but the phone lines are dead, of course. But somehow she's able to call the police through the computer. <laughs> I, don't I, really under- I never understood that. That I was, was like, a thing. You could oh, do it was? that. <laughs> yeah. okay. Because it was on your phone line, you were able oh, okay. to do that. Yeah. So if the phone line was still attached, but yet they had cut the, the actual line line to that particular phone, she could still do it. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty cool because it also like she was able to type in like instructions to re- reply to the operator. The operator was like, What's the emergency? And she was able to like reply. Um, so White yeah, woman that's, that's in danger. Cool. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, you want the speediest service. So. <laughs> Single young blonde in peril. <laughs> oh, she help, was a I'm a, single, I'm a eligible young blonde. Please help. They changed. Well, no, but if if you want the speediest service, though. Yeah, no, you yeah. should always say that. Single young Bust, blonde. Busting young blonde. Please help. Yeah, so she's able to um, ward off Ghostface, but and he he leaves. He finally leaves her alone, and at the exact same time, her boyfriend pops up again through the window, uh, and he, she's like, "Oh, thank God, um, ugly Johnny Depp, you're here!" And he he climbs he climbs in through the window, and a little cell phone falls out of his <laughs> his pocket, um, and she was just called by a psychopath. So she's like, "Um, who were you calling with that?" And he's like, "Huh." I don't know. What do you mean? My hose. I don't know. And he gets arrested because he's sketchy as hell. I mean, honestly, just look at him. I would assume he's a murderer. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty creepy. Yep. The paparazzi shows up because it's a small town uh, with a murder, fresh off a murder, and then now another attack. And that's where we are introduced to Gail, a.k.a. the Bangs. Uh, And that's when Sydney punches her after briefly discussing a book and we're like, okay, it seems a little much. We get it. You don't like reading. Some people like being educated, Sydney. <laughs> there's more to it than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a big jump in time there. So let's, let's say that like, yeah. So that they all go to the police station. He gets arrested. He's at the police station. Um, so this is when she's trying to leave. She's going and they're like, oh, we can take you out the back. Of course, Gail's, you know, she's crafty. And she figures out like there's a back door with the guy from Deadwood, who's her cameraman. <laughs> oh, is that who that around. is? <laughs> yeah, he's from Deadwood. And uh, sneaks around back. And then, yeah, that's when the confrontation happens. Um, we find out that Gail's been writing a dirty tabloid storybook about Sydney and her mom. Yeah. Because it's not like she also accuses Sydney of lying and she's well, like, n- n- no. But we can we can just get to that. We can just talk about that scene now, though. Um, so when, the next time they run into each other, we learn that, or maybe because she punched her out, they talk about it, but we learn that, that Gail wrote a book about Sydney's mom's murder that was one year ago. <laughs> so within a year, seemingly like right after, uh, she wrote a, a book about it and called, basically called Sydney a liar, said she kind of implicated the wrong a, a person like incorrectly. Um, and yeah, and basically everyone the whole time is calling Sydney's mom a whore <laughs> and like yeah. saying she got what she deserved. And it's just like, okay, this is a lot. So so the guy that she had been seeing, I guess, like she had been seeing a few men. Um, yeah, we learned that. <laughs> we learned that. Yeah, yeah. that she had been uh, with, uh, what is his name? What is the Cotton guy? Con- 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 Weary. Yeah, Leaf so Con- Schreiber. <laughs> yeah, Leaf Schreiber, because he's always creepy too um so uh yeah and gail had formed this like friendship with him and i guess like was visiting him in prison and found all all this stuff you know that um yes he had been seeing her but that was not him the night that she was killed she had been seeing multiple mans yeah 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 poor she was cheating on poor dad i know yeah by the end of the movie well well we'll talk about that later (laughs) Um, but I do um, want to mention that um, her full name is Gail Weathers, and she's played by Courtney Cox. Yes. Later, and, Courtney Cox Arquette. Mm-hmm. She marries Patricia Arquette, and that's how she gets <laughs> in the family. That is beautiful. <laughs> Love. Shortly after, um, you know, the the whole being attacked and the boyfriend going to jail, 
Sydney, you know, of course, naturally gets another phone call from Ghostface. So we kind of know right away, okay, well, maybe Billy isn't the killer. Um, and because of that, um, he's let out of jail. And kind of everyone assumes Sydney is like lying and, and that she just wants attention. And it's just like, it's it sucks because literally a year ago, her mom was killed. <laughs> so it's like right at the anniversary of that. So yeah, not a not a great uh, There's a lot of at the moment. I was gonna say, there's a lot of good like misdirects in the movies too. Like where you think it's one person, but then someone else gets like a shady kind of like storyline for a moment. And you're like, hmm, maybe it's that person. Right. Maybe she is making it up. Because they are um, this whole time trying to get a hold of her dad, who's supposed to be staying at the Hilton Airport, and so they're trying to find him and can't get a hold of him. So mm-hmm. that is a little suspicious as well. Yep. But since someone was murdered, even though the kids seem to think it's you know just exciting and fun, the uh, the superintendents of the school realize, hey, maybe we shouldn't have a, a, all of the youth in the town gathered in one place for this killer. So we're going to go ahead and cancel classes for now. <laughs> and, yeah, but also that's because Ghostface was at the school with Sydney in the bathroom. So yeah, um, yeah, she goes in. The Mean Girls, of course, she's in the stall and they're talking shit about her. And like I love again, that speech they give. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I don't. That's like a very no, no teenager is going to speak like that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Beautiful. But that's one of my favorite scenes in this movie is where um, she keeps looking around the bathroom while she's in front of the mirror and then you see the feet come down mm-hmm. in the stall. And then you're like in the whole movie you're looking for those shoes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we're yeah, in those totally. big ass Doc Martens. <laughs> <laughs> School be canceled and uh, naturally the principal's the last one to leave I guess is <laughs> just makes sense. Um, and the most important part of this scene, uh, the principal's uh, Henry Winkler, by the way. Hey. <laughs> it's the font, the fuzzy bear himself, um, as as referenced in a, a Troll 2 episode by Kim Counselor Ben, um, Fonzie Bear. Um, yeah, he, he's the <laughs> principal. He's getting ready to leave. And we see the janitor and decked out in a nice, cool sweater, which looks a lot like a Freddy Krueger sweater. And you know why? Because it's Wes Craven. Uh, His name's hey. Fred also. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Fred. yeah. yeah. I, I think like, when, sorry, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he, he busts out. He's like, damn, these little shits. And Fred's like, what? And he's like, not you, Fred. <laughs> Long story short, uh, Winkler gets killed. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have uh, much screen time in this one, unfortunately. Yeah. There's another good misdirect on the killing, like, because the closet's closed. So like, oh, is that where they're going to pop out? No. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, telling he... have... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like how he was carrying around the uh, ghost face mask and then he like leaves the room and goes back in and he like sees it in the mirror and scares himself. Yeah, he does that a couple of times. He sees his own reflection or the mask and he's like, oh. But I like his speech like earlier in the day when the two kids are like wearing the costume and stuff. And I think that's like where a lot of the theme of the movie is like he's saying how desensitized they are and how they're little shits and how, you know, these were real lives and you're like making fun of it and so I think that there's a lot to be said, like with, I guess at this time, you know, tabloid journalism and that whole thing with Gail Weathers, but then also kids not taking, you know, they don't take it seriously. seriously. Yeah. It's probably because it's like not happening directly to them. It's happening around them. They're like, eh, I don't care. Oh no, that's pretty close to home though. Geez. <laughs> we did Not have sure. a murder in my ju- junior high. Like these, this girl killed her mom with her sister and it was like this whole thing and we were like oh shook sl- by it slender man it, yeah, was sl- <laughs> it wasn't there was occult stuff involved because oh, the, sister, the sister had all these occult books and stuff and it was like a big thing but i imagine it was very dramatic and y'all you know stayed tuned for any of any news in the court that's true uh, yeah, it was, and well, all you know, I mean, like, it was like a whole gossip story oh, like, yeah. forever. It went on forever and ever and ever because she, the youngest girl couldn't get convicted. It was just like a whole thing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Thad, y'all didn't have a Gail Weathers to write about it. No, we did. <laughs> Screen three. Also, I just wanted to point out that in this movie, there's a clear, like, age difference between Sydney, who's like, some point in high school we don't know how old i i kind of assume she's not even like a senior in high school and then dewey who we establish is like 23 or 24 so like six or seven years older and then gail yeah 
Yeah, and then Gail, who seems to be like 35 or 40, but then it seems like in every other movie, they're all the same age somehow. <laughs> like it's kind of, <laughs> there's like not an obvious difference in their age. Like they all seem like 30, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because Sydney ages like. Wow. <laughs> well, no, because I think like it's like by this one, she looks very young and she looks teen like, but then like in the other ones, like she's grown into herself and she just looks like an adult. Uh, so you mean, you mean she's been through trauma then please don't shame her for her natural oh beauty God. and aging and honestly every time you do you do this every week and i usually cut it out to defend you but the amount <laughs> of me. your toxic masculinity and 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 uh, chauvinism is really showing oh and I'm, I'm gonna keep wow. this in to expose you okay <laughs> school's canceled principal's dead um so where do people go blockbuster but they can't call it blockbuster because that's copyrighted so they're at the video store and that's when Jamie Kennedy, who was in the movie, by the way, if you did, if anyone who didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy's in the in the video store, and he notices Billy, aka um, Sydney's ex boyfriend, former convict, in the horror section with a bunch of chicks, and he's like, "Oh, that's in poor taste." As the only suspect in a murder, like three days ago, to be in the horror section, <laughs> um, and that's when Stu, aka Shaggy is like, well, why do you think that? Why would he even want to, you know, they proved him innocent. Why would he even want to kill his girlfriend? And Jamie throughout the movie, like kind of knows all the rules of horror. So he's kind of just firing off things. He's like, well, it's standard horror movie stuff that he'd be the killer because it's, he'd be like unsuspecting. It would be simple because it's his girlfriend. And and honestly, maybe she, she she's just like not, you know, giving it up and maybe he got mad. Um, and that's when Billy casually, um, pops up right behind him <laughs> and he's like he's like well, why wouldn't you be the killer nerd with your beautiful mind and he's like yeah actually that would be perfect <laughs> i'm like why would you agree why would you agree that you're a perfect every <laughs> film nerd fuck. is gonna do that like every film nerd is gonna say yeah i could do it i could plan the perfect murder <laughs> The next day, um, so the whole time that the police have been trying to track who made the phone calls, and I don't know, clearly the technology between Black Christmas and now has advanced <laughs> to the point where you don't have to run through a warehouse for 17 hours <laughs> while they're on the phone. Um, they can just pr- uh, retroactively trace these calls. What, you don't miss that scene? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that one third of the movie, Black Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm on the phone call for so long. Yeah, so they finally discover that it, the, the phone calls were actually made from Sydney's dad's phone. Um, and with it being like mere days or maybe like a week from the anniversary of his wife's murder, it, you know, it's not a good look for him. Um, even though no one can find him, they make, they, they're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Maybe he just got angry or, you know, wanted to take revenge or something. Um, I don't know why he'd kill a kid, but anyways... So school's canceled. So of course, naturally, other than going to Blockbuster, what else would kids do? Have a party. So this party seems like it happens the entire rest of the movie. I'm not <laughs> maybe yeah, the whole second half. Yeah, we're, yeah. I was like, we're only like halfway through, and this party <laughs> seems to go on for like 50 minutes um, on this movie. It's like a scene in like Can't Hardly Wait. It's just the whole movie is the party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's yeah there's a fun death scene pretty early on um dewey's sister is in the garage and she sees ghostface pop up um and she's like oh no are are you are you a scary psycho killer and he's like he just shakes his head yes and she's like oh can i be the helpless victim and he just shakes his head yes and then eventually she she realizes like oh shit this is actually a killer and he like cuts her arm and then she tries to run away through the garage like dog door yeah, in the, the garage cat door, cat door. Yeah, but yeah, she, not, fights, she puts up a good fight does, like no, i does. like this it, scene it's yeah. funny because ghostface gets his ass beat like a lot yeah. <laughs> i know right she throws yeah. like 19 beer bottles at him like hits him right in the dick with one of them uh-huh. yeah. yeah kicks him in the, the balls. fridge and like the freezer door in the face i'm like sad tatum got like murdered because like she was my favorite like mm-hmm. she had fight it was a pretty funny death though she's trying to climb through that um tiny cat door in the garage door to get out and he goes face activates the hydraulic lift on the door and she just gets crushed to death. <laughs> she just gets her don't neck feel that's broken. Re- don't feel it's realistic but no definitely definitely they auto stop but yeah <laughs> this, so why this is, used to be a mythbuster thing oh no right? okay uh-huh. 
Well, they were trying to show you that the door wasn't working properly leading up to her demise. So I think. Oh, like, is that that why there was so much sparks going on? (laughs) Yeah. And the door kept going up and down when she was trying to use it earlier when the basement door was locked. Oh, okay. But I did want to say that is one thing I really appreciate about this movie is how all the female characters fight back from Drew to Sydney to Tatum. They all give Ghostface a a run for his money. You know, even if they don't survive, I I do appreciate that about this film. And I'm realizing now that Ghostface really only kills women. Like the only man he kills is Winkler, right? Isn't that literally the only... Well, he like, tries. Well, to kill. He, attempts, <laughs> he attempts to kill a few others. Well, but... He kills the cameraman. The cam- it's like a, it's okay. a necessity. If they get in his way, yeah. it's a necessity. Then mm-hmm. he'll kill them. But yes, it's a very. I mean, you, there's a lot of there's a lot being said in this movie for sure. Like it's an allegory for bad boyfriends, right? Like yeah, it's saying it's saying women are you know more vulnerable and <laughs> man. I got out of this movie, and I mean Billy is such an asshole. Like. He's awful. Like Billy and, and every every yeah, girl Billy has heard Stu. that crap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Billy and Stu are both the whole movie just like assholes mm-hmm. that are just yeah. like irredeemably annoying and like bad. Yeah. And, yeah, because Billy, right when he gets out of jail, the first thing he tells to Sydney when he sees her is, Well, she talks about, you know, her mom's death, and he's like, That was a year ago. When are you gonna get over it? And it's like a bitch. Beach. Like, when are you going to have sex with me? It's, like, know, maybe, terrible. Maybe in, you know, two years? I don't know. Give me more than literally not even one year to get over it. Yeah, he's gaslighting her the whole time. It's and just, it's, like, it's the it, worst. And it's implied she basically witnessed her mom being killed, too. So it's, like, um, it takes a little it takes a little time. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, I miss the old Sid. I just want my girlfriend back. Uh, <laughs> sorry I witnessed my mom's rape and murder. My yeah. <laughs> Let me just get over that. Well, okay, so the kids are having the kids have are having this party at Stu's house, aka Shaggy's house. Um, that's when Gail and Dewey drop by. And Gail being a sleazebag reporter plants a camera in the living room, which is fully illegal, Gail. Just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, but any, so so they leave the party. Um, and that's when they're almost ran over by a car. And so they kind of have to jump out of the way into like a ditch. And what do they discover in the woods? Nothing. Uh, oh, it's Sydney's dad's car. So <laughs> that's not sketchy at all. Also, why is it near Stu's house? I'm uh, just saying. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> cutting back to um, inside the party, Sydney and her sleazebag boyfriend, or I don't even know if they're dating anymore, but I, I, on and off again, in, in and out of jail boyfriend. Um, once again, she gets suspicious because his story doesn't kind of match up with the facts that she knows about uh, when he was in jail, his one call, um, she was like, why wasn't it your dad? And he's like, oh, I did call my dad. And she's like, no, the sheriff called your dad. And he's like, oh, because he didn't answer. And so he's getting really, um, she's getting really suspicious about him because he's sketchy and looks like a murderer. <laughs> but that's when um, Ghostface pops out and stabs him like a thousand times in the chest. <laughs> yeah, after they've just had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he basically pressured her into doing it and she decides to yeah. go ahead and do it. And then I guess while she's sitting there, like thinking about everything, mm-hmm. she realizes that probably wasn't a good idea. And he's probably not a good dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure, but he seems like maybe not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she gets chased by Ghostface. So she she ends up on the roof um, of like the attic roof, like from the attic and eventually falls off onto like a covered boat which i feel like would break your back <laughs> but yeah, whatever yeah. and but, we should add that there's still people at the party yeah there's the party is there. full <laughs> going and that's when finally someone discovers tatum's body in the garage door sydney discovers it yeah uh, and that's when we have a really fun scene where um the living room camera that gail planted uh, comes into play we see jamie kennedy uh, oh yeah we should mention that they're watching Halloween in the living room this whole time. So like kind of every scene that takes place in the living room has like that, uh, has the Halloween soundtrack and like a scare effect, like ambiance noises going on. Um, so Jamie Kennedy's watching Halloween. Um, we can see that Ghostface is like right behind him, like stalking uh, well, him. Well, before we get that, we want to get, because he has to do the rules and all that stuff oh, yeah, that yeah, happens, yeah. right? So we want to say that first is that he's sitting there with a bunch of the people from the party and they're all hanging out 
having a good time watching Halloween and um what is it I forget what, what I, the I it is for it um no I think it's because Stu Stu is it because of Stu going to get beer and he's like I'll be right back is that what yeah, that's it? Before. No, that's that before. happens yeah I think what they're doing is they're talking about. Uh, oh, oh no, they're, I, they're watching Halloween, and he's like, "That yeah, that's the reason Jamie Lee always gets away is because she's the virgin." Oh yeah, that's right. And, yeah, um, one of the guys is and like, he's, like, he's "Oh, what like, is your tits?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, it's just the rules of horror. If you're the virgin, you live. Also, you can't drink or do drugs. And after each thing, um, all all the all the kids are like, ah, oh, boo." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, "And and last of all, for sh- the and the most important thing, don't ever say I'll be right back because you'll never come back." And that's when Stu is like, well, "I'm gonna go get some beer. Be right back." <laughs> and all the kids are like, "Oh." And then we hear the news. One of them gets the call, like, "Oh, Jamie, he gets the call. He answers the phone, uh, and it, they tell him that the principal has been murdered and like and, he, and like hanged on like the end zone goalpost or something." Yeah. And, and then all the kids are like, "Hell yeah, let's go see him before they take him down!" <laughs> like, what's so gross? Like, this this party is like the clown car our party because people like kids keep leaving and leaving and then there's still a ton inside of the party i think these are the i think these are the stragglers i think these are yeah, like these the, the stragglers yeah for sure <laughs> so now we're at the point where jamie is watching halloween um and he's watching jamie lee curtis on on the screen and so he's like, Jamie, look behind you. Just look behind you. And at the same time, Ghostface is literally right behind him with like, like a knife about to stab him. Um, but he's saved because Ghostface hears Sydney uh, yelling outside. And so he's like, oh, I better kill this bitch before she alerts everybody. And, and there's think... also a delay. There's a delay between well, I think, yeah. camera. Well, no. So, yeah. So that's when um, Sydney goes to the camera, the news van. And that's when they're watching. And that's when they see on the screen that Jamie is being stalked. Um, and they realize that there's a 30 second delay because Ghostface just leaves through the front door. And that's when they turn to the house and, oh, yeah, the front door is open. <laughs> and so um, they're about to go to the house when the cameraman just gets his throat slit just straight up. <laughs> yeah, poor gone. cameraman. He's got trying to go inside and warn Jamie. Mm-hmm. That's when he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to work with Gail all this time. <laughs> what a tough life. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Gail, Gail um, is trying to get out of there. Um, I forgot how she... So Dewey said, hey, I'm going to go check out this thing on the road. Do you want to come take a walk with me? Because by this point, they're kind of romantically interested in each other. Or they're or at least Gail is flirting with him to get what she wants. So they come back, I think, and, and Dewey is going to go investigate. And then Gail, tells- I think, Gail, I think, is just trying to get the hell out of there. And that's no. when he tells her to go get the uh, to go get the cell phone to call for help. And that's when uh, she tries to call. She knows the blood on the screen. And then Jamie Kennedy pops up and she like beats him with like the brick cell phone. <laughs> really? And she like, yeah, yeah. And like she beats him with a cell phone and uh, she's like trying to escape. And the, that's when she tries to escape in the van because she's scared. And uh, there's blood all over the windshield. And she's driving away and like she stops on the brakes and Kenny's body like falls down. Mm-hmm. And then like she like Tokyo drifts it and she's like, I'm sorry, Kenny. And then his body just flies off and hits the fence. And meanwhile, yeah. Sydney's still just hanging out out there because she's ran out and ran out, yeah. ran out to the front, you know. And like, so she ran away, I guess, when he got killed, but she's still outside. And that's when Gail's driving away and she sees Sydney and that's when like she like screams off the road. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's a very slapstick moment in that little scene. Yeah. So basically, what happens is Sydney ends up back in the house. Um, Stu and Jamie Kennedy appear, or Shaggy and Jamie Kennedy appear, um, and she has a gun, right? Doesn't she have a gun at this point? She picks it up from uh, Dewey's lifeless okay. body, or what seems like his <laughs> lifeless body. Yeah. And so they're both trying to um, be led inside the house. They're both accusing each other of being the killer. And eventually she's just like, fuck both of you. <laughs> and locks them both out. Which is an awesome move, by the yeah, way. I, I was think like, that's that people, the best move. Yeah, they like, this is how you die in a horror movie, is if you like, <laughs> let some, okay, I trust you. No, yeah. just save yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is when Billy, the boyfriend, um, 
magically is alive still, even though he got stabbed Tumbled five million times. Yeah, he, <laughs> he falls full body down these hardwood stairs. And I was like, okay, he's committed. Um, and he's like, oh, give me the gun. And then he takes the gun, opens the door and shoots Jamie in the chest. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And that's when we learned that J- um, Billy, her boyfriend, and Stu, a.k.a. Shaggy, are the killers. Yeah. And he and- does that whole scene where he's like, corn syrup like in Carrie. And yeah. then this is where it gets like really kind of hilarious. Like the whole movie from this point is just kind of like makes me laugh. So yeah, he mentioned several movies. Like yeah. when he does his little bit, I don't remember what the other ones were. Yeah, well, he mm-hmm. said, he says, sometimes we all go a little we we all go a little mad sometimes. Oh, right. Yeah, and they're kind of like they seem to be into each other. Not gonna lie, they're uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're giving very like lover vibes. Um, but it's also revealed that they are the ones who killed her mom. And Billy is kind of saying, well, you know, the best motive, the most scary motive in horror movies is that there's no motive. And it's like, okay, whatever. But then in reality, we find out that her mom was banging Billy's dad and his mom found out and that's, and she left um, the family basically. Yeah. So no motive. So there was a a motive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So we're like, oh, so there is a motive. (laughs) And they um, framed Cotton by putting a bloody jacket in his truck. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's when they bring her dad in, who's like tied up. And, and they were planning on framing him. They put like the phone that they used to call um, in his pocket. And they're going to, they're going to get, I guess they're going to give him, plant the knife on him too. They're going to make him like look like he killed them and then himself, right? Isn't that what Yeah, they're like doing? a murder suicide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went crazy for his wife's anniversary. <clears throat> and, and then Shaggy so- and Billy are the two. Survivors, yeah, they survived. <laughs> yeah, so they stab <laughs> each other, um, to because they can't get away just you know uninjured, obviously. Um, so first Billy stabs Shaggy, um, and then Shaggy seems very eager and stabs Billy like uh, very aggressively, and then Billy gets pissed and stabs Stu like nine more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Shaggy's like. You went too deep, man. I'm hurting, man. I'm feeling woozy here. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sydney's watching this and thinking, Uh you guys are fucking idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And planning her planning her escape. And what Mm -hmm. what sidetracks them? No, it's because Gail shows up with um, Oh yeah. Oh well they they go well, okay, so Stu goes to reach for the gun to kill to kill her. Uh, and that's when he realizes, oh, we got a problem here. He like can't even talk anymore. He's like bleeding out. And that's when Gail shows up with the gun. She's like, wouldn't it be great if the if the small time reporter shows up just at the right time and saves the day? Blah blah blah. And and uh, Billy's like, I know something you don't know. And then he just like kicks her out the door because the safety's on, and she doesn't know how to use a gun. <laughs> He's like, it's Who easier. It, it works better when the safety's off. <laughs> um. But so they go back to the kitchen. They realize Sydney is gone, um, and, that, and, and they, they get a phone call, and it's who, who is it? It's Ghostface. Oh wait, no, it's obviously Sydney, uh, and she says that she's called the police. Um, Stu is kind of just still bleeding out more. Uh, Billy, the boyfriend, goes to look for Sydney. Eventually, he just gets his ass beat up with the umbrella. <laughs> she's in like the Ghostface. Yeah, like umbrella. Shaggy tries to. Shaggy magically gets a burst of strength out of nowhere and uh, attacks her in the living room. Uh, but he takes, the t- he takes the TV to the face and gets electrocuted and dies, which I don't know if that's how that works, but it was entertaining. <laughs> I think it, it was the old style to- TV yeah. with the glass front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it also so- happens in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, what is that, four or three? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dream Warriors. Yes. Yeah. My favorite line from him, though, like during this whole scene, is like he's like, "My mom and dad are gonna be pissed." I yeah. know, like he actually becomes a kid right then. You know, like that's mm-hmm. when you realize, like, oh, this is a teenager. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing or why. Like, he's I'm doing definitely it. gonna get in trouble for this. He's like, he's an idiot. Yeah, like pissed. he doesn't realize the consequences of his actions at this point at all. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him though. Fuck that guy. No, no, no. <laughs> um. Okay, so Billy. Um. Looks like he's finally got. Sydney, you know, cornered on the ground. He's about to stab her. Um, and that's when, you know, who shows up again with a gun? Gail. And we're thinking, oh, great. This bitch can't use a gun to save her <laughs> life. But, she, nope, she shoots him. 
and uh, she says, and she scores. She's like, she's like, she says, guess I remember the safety that time, you bastard. (laughs) And um, that's when they go over to Billy's body, and Jamie Kennedy, we we find out is alive, and he's like, be careful. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. And then Billy like twitches, like he's about to say something, and then um, just gets shot in the head. (laughs) yeah and then i think there was another scare with oh wait that's when her father pops out pops out yeah yeah he busts through the closet yeah and you realize this poor man has been cheated on had his wife murdered and been kidnapped to be framed for murder with the intent of being killed (laughs) it's like so sad but you know what through all the movies he's remained the most nice person (laughs) the most like understanding i'm just like sir you need therapy. I think it's be- <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like too happy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. When do we find out Dewey's still alive? Is it just when they're taking uh, away towards the, the end? Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. So so the next scene is basically the last scene. Um, and Gail, you know, she's a consummate professional, and she <laughs> she immediately just uh, starts reporting, <laughs> and she goes, it all began with a scream, and then she has her little dialogue line. It's like oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's called scream, and that's when um. <laughs> Yeah, you see them, um, you see Dewey on a gurney, and he's alive. And so, yeah, it's a happy yeah. ending. Everyone important lived. Yay. <laughs> yes. Yay. Except her best friend. I do feel that yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like that. And then it takes so long for them to find her. I'm like, wouldn't you be looking for your best friend, sister, girlfriend also, at right? any point? <laughs> also, I will say never be Sydney's friend. In a movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Will definitely die. You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. So we should talk about like there are how many sequels? Four? Like it's four. There's, or, yeah. There's four. four there's five coming out soon. Yeah. So yeah. Three sequels. Five. I'm excited. That's before. Yeah, they. With all accounts of number three, they're all very good movies in their own right. Yeah, I think they're fun. I don't know, but yeah, no, it was definitely a lot of fun. Should we just get straight into Akak? Yeah, let's do it. All right, our next segment is called Ack Ack or Whack Whack, where we rate a movie on a one to 10 ghost face masks. And um, yeah, let's get right into it. Go ahead, uh, Camp Counselor Ben, what did you think? Uh, I definitely give it a 10. Uh, I've I've watched this movie like three times like this week and I've (laughs) like watched it like prior. Uh, It's one of the movies that's like always my rotation to watch because I don't know, it's a good movie and like I like the... Uh, the storyline and like the concept of it, I guess. Yeah, and you you didn't even fall asleep probably like Troll Two when you were watching it. No, I did not. I stayed awake. <laughs> <laughs> stayed awake this time, and also too like Tatum's like my number one gal. Like I love her. She's yeah, amazing. I do like her because she like takes no shit, and she's yeah. super smart too. <laughs> well, other than trying to crawl through a cat door. Well, it was her. She tried to save her life. Okay. Yeah, I'm selecting. I feel like garage to you as a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I feel like well, yeah. I feel like garage doors are pretty easy to break. Not gonna lie. I feel like you could have just like full bodied slammed it. And it would have. Anyways, calamity uh, <laughs> cat. What are your thoughts? Um. This is yeah, a solid nine for me. This is one of my one of my favorite horror movies, and I love this series because it's just so much fun and so meta. And if you're a big horror fan, it's even you know it's even more fun. So I do love this movie. Um. And watch it quite often as well yeah all right final girl brie what do you think what are your thoughts i give it a ack ack a nine and a half. Oh wow um yeah it was a lot of fun revisiting this movie for me and it kind of shot back up there and i enjoy kind of the themes of female empowerment um that run throughout the movie and a great female led horror flick this kind of lasted as a classic over the years so yeah no I, yeah i mean this is one of my favorites for sure um i think it's it's just it's it's really just pure fun i i don't think it's maybe as good as like the thing in terms of like if we're going to give it like a realistic rating but in terms of just like pure fun I, it's definitely like at least a nine out of ten so i'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because i think it deserves it and, <laughs> and it and it's like it's not like a recent movie by any means and it still seems like you know, it still holds up, I think, even though, like, obviously technology is, like, a little dated, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's very solid. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that seems like a, uh, an all-around ack-ack, which is a um, Drew Barrymore bowl cut, I think, award uh, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Love that bowl cut. 
All right. Um, every week, we normally ask our dear co-host, camp counselor Ben, what's in your camp bag. But this week, um, you know, as Jamie Kennedy's character did, he had many rules for horror. And I think um, this week, we, he, we, he has his um, camp counselor rules for survival. You want to go ahead and give us some of those? Yeah, definitely. So rule number one for surviving Ghostface, um, don't have sex, kids. That's going to be a very important one because if you have sex, you die. Uh, rule number two, don't go to a sketchy boyfriend's house for a party after there's been multiple murders in the town. You know, stay home, stay safe, social distance. Um, That's where I thought you were going. I was like, you sound like the government right now. The CDC. It's CBC. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Wait, camp counselor. Camp CCB. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the CCB here. The CCB. Uh, the CCB. <laughs> um, also, number three. Um, if you're going to crawl through a, a dog door, make sure you have smaller boobs and smaller waist. Oh, my God. Hey, if you're a thick bitch, you ain't getting through that, okay? No. Tatum got her nipples got stuck on that door. I'm sorry. She, she might have been. A, she might have been. Yeah. She yeah. might have been a little too uh, nipply. To a little busty there. for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> caught it. And four and utmost, the most important, don't run upstairs, please. You're gonna get tired. You're gonna get thirsty. You're gonna get worn down. <laughs> you mean don't <laughs> run up the stairs or like don't run yes. up like on the second story? Yeah. Just don't run up. Just don't go up anywhere. Okay. <laughs> run straight to the front door yeah just (laughs) run out the straight the the front door get the fuck out just keep running until you see some lights okay some lights okay yeah they say in um zombie land cardio yeah (laughs) cardio well number four cardio just get out (laughs) the stairs lead to nowhere they don't lead to heaven in this movie it's not a stairway to heaven no it's not famously californian band uh led (laughs) someone Famously California. All right. Yes, those are going to be. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, I thought you were done. I was closing it. Go ahead. (laughs) So yes, those are going to be my uh, my rules and guidelines. CCB here uh, to surviving Ghostface. All right. Well, thank you for your camp council rules. um, Your CCR, um, good band, even better rules. You know. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Bye. All right. In our final segment, we ask ourselves each week, and if an epic battle were to occur between this week's killer, Ghostface, and last week's killer, the goblins from Troll 2, who would win? All right. Let's just have an open. Let's not even go around. Let's just have an open discussion. What What are we thinking here? I mean, those goblins. (laughs) I think we actually did Credence, right? Didn't we do Credence? No, we did the goblins. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's only one ghost face. Two. Um, there's lots of ghost faces. There's actually two in this one. That's true. There's two in this one. Um, Yeah. Who's to say a goblin couldn't become a ghost face? Also, I mean, I think ghost face would win because like they're very. (laughs) He's very creepy. He creeps around. Like I feel like he would sneak up on the goblins one by one and just take them off. The mask doesn't mouth doesn't have a hole for eating pocket burgers. Oh, that's true. No, no no green delights. Mm Mm-hmm. They can't be tricked into being vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only way one becomes a vegan, being tricked into it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say Ghostface for this one. Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty pretty obvious, yeah. I don't know, though. If you're talking about, like, just, like, Stu and Billy. <laughs> yeah. They're not the smart. I kind of feel like the goblins might be a little smarter than them. Yeah, because they kill a lot of stupid boys. Yeah, they've got a lot of brute force and a lot of, like, you know, just pure like masculine anger but how does that play against you know the yeah. mysticism of the, <laughs> the ghost face <laughs> i mean no, the- evil evil al had a good point that uh, a lot of um young men are slayed and troll too or or turned into um plants and plant food so well, there's yeah. a history there i do think they could easily be lured by a young frickly uh, woman um, oh yeah, because they were sex deprived the whole movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that's, another. That's Billy's main motive, other than yeah. His that was another motive. Was, uh, I don't know. I don't think Billy was waiting around for Sydney. Let me tell you, <laughs> like he was talking oh, yeah. up those girls and blockbuster pretty hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So I don't know. So I guess what, no, what we... I think I think Ghostface as as the legend <laughs> as the series, yes, would yeah. beat out the goblins for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also I hate Troll too. So I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> Ghostface. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ghostface on this one. Okay. And our next segment, previously titled Reanimated, previous currently titled um, Work in Progress title. Um, we reenact a scene from the movie um this this week. We're going to reenact a scene where um, Billy and Sydney are having a touching moment and it leads to them hooking up. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. I will be playing Billy and uh, Camp Counselor Ben will be playing Sydney and the uh, stage direction will be read by Final Gold Prix. A large master bedroom with glass doors that lead out onto a balcony. Sid and Billy stare at each other for a long moment. Awkward. So, so uh, I'm sorry. I've, I've been a selfish shit, and I'm sorry. No, Billy, I'm the one who's been selfish and self-absorbed with all my post-traumatic issues. And you lost your mom. But you're right. Enough is enough. I can't wallow in the grief process forever. I can't keep lying to myself about who my mom was. Billy bows his head quietly, knowingly. I think in some weird anecdotal psychological bullshit way i'm like scared i'm gonna turn out just like her you know like the bad seed or something and a political oh oh sydney every time i get close to you i see my mom i know it doesn't make sense billy sure it does it's like it's like jodie foster in science of the lambs when she kept having flashbacks of her dead father but this is life this isn't a movie. Sure it is, Sid. It's all a movie. Life's one great big movie. Only you can't pick your genre. Billy moves to her. They embrace tenderly. I want to let go. I do. Shh. Everything's going to be okay. I promise. Sydney takes the initiative, acting on impulse, kissing him long and hard. She breaks away passionately, out of breath. Why can't I be in a rig mine? Make Ryan movie. Billy nibbles on her neck. Shh. It's okay. Or even like a good porno. What? She stares at him, her eyes sexually charged. You heard me. Um, are you serious? Yeah, I think so. They smile at each other. Moing. And, and cut and scene, beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, that was so hard not to laugh. That was such good acting. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't let you get away with Annika literally. <laughs> I, how was it, Annika? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for for tuning in once again. Um, please feel free to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at You Can't Hide Pod. Um, you can always catch the latest episode on anchor.fm slash you can't hide or really anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Please feel free to give us a review, a uh, nice five-star review, anything less, and I will cry. Also feel free to send us movie suggestions at you can't hide pod at gmail.com. Um, until next week. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Stay alive.